Make sure we edit that out. Hoof. Levels, levels. Levels, levels. <clears throat> yep. Hey, uh, I know we don't normally start the cold open with feedback, but Lindsay sent us some after uh, last week's show. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Sure, I'm game. What'd she say? Well, good news, bad news. Good news, she loves the podcast. Okay, who wouldn't? Fantastic. Okay, bad news. From Lindsay, quote, my creepy laugh has to go. Wait, you mean uh, you mean this one? (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that one. Did you know? Maybe you didn't know this or not. I've taken that laugh and edited it. So the very first part, (laughs) the very first part is what you hear out of my phone when I get a text message. And it's the same way on Amy's phone. If my volume is on, that's what we hear around this house. Oh dear. Lindsay's not going to be happy about that. And she's going to want some royalties. Why? Well, she she is an actor. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Why is all of this bad news? Well, number one, you're not going to stop playing it. Well, that's true. <laughs> and the end of the show might have even more Lindsay content this week. Uh-oh. Buckle up, toddlers. And Lindsay. Hi, toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd, weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Friends, where failure and giggles, always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? Not bad, but I think I'm in so much trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a lot of trouble. Yeah. As I'm watching you write that cold open, because we write the cold open together. Yeah. Those of you, sometimes, sometimes we don't. Sometimes. Tonight we wrote the cold open kind of together. I'm watching you write the cold open, trying to figure out where I was going to ad lib in the middle about the text little Mm. MP3. I'm like, oh, that'll go perfect. Right? Yep. That'll go perfect right there. I'll do that. Yep. I will say the... The downside to that cold open is when you guys are listening to it in the truck, I can imagine you both grabbing your phones and going, did I get a text that wait, who's, is that your phone or my phone text message? No. Is that on the show? Is that no, you're okay. Hmm. Oh dear. So, so that was Lindsay's feedback. Uh, what else, what else do we have? Amy as, so as I, as we're listening and we're listening to money or Nazis. Yep. Sweeping the sweeping the country. The new, yes, the new game sweeping the country. I said, "Boy, I I sure hope our listeners thought that la- that money or Nazis was as funny as we did." And Amy says, "Sweetie, nobody thinks you're as funny as you two do." <laughs> Oof. Oh, that's a little close to the bone, <laughs> but okay, sure, you know. I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> also related to our new favorite game, Money or Nazis. Yeah. So it's Amy's question. Does anti-Semitic always equal Nazi or is it touch and go? <clears throat> 
All right, you'll notice that the emergency handle has now been activated on the podcast. Emergency exits are available in the front <laughs> sides and, and, and rear for anybody who wants to bail out at this point. Because I, I will say, in the case of the Kanye story, it was very clear because he kisses a picture of Hitler every morning mm. that that was absolutely money or Nazis Nazi. Yeah, yeah. But in the Gina Carano story, where yeah. she was just overtly anti-Semitic, yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean she's a Nazi. Yeah. So yeah. there. So perhaps <clears throat> upon reflection, that story was more money, though Elon was involved. <laughs> that yeah, that doesn't help the argument, does it? I I think what I would say is I, I would say this. If it was an important, if it was an important point of public policy, then Amy's question is relevant and important to discuss the difference between Nazi socialism, just regular anti anti semitism, difference between that and fascism, and how they all work together. We could probably do an entire seminar on that. We couldn't lead it, but we could we could do one. However, for the for the joke gag in the podcast, not, Nazis is a big that's a big tent. It's just it's just a big it's a big tent. But is it a blue tent? And is it on the sideline? No, it's well, hmm, yeah. There's there's a couple of jokes I can start making here, but I don't want to go there. So we're just gonna I'm just gonna stop you right there. And we're just gonna move on. <laughs> See, see here, herein lies the problem of America's favorite new newest favorite game, which is, and I'm sorry, this is, this could be follow up or whatever. You and I had text messages about, is this the title of the show? Money or Nazis? And it was, well, that's funny. It is what the show's about. And yet. Will that bring in a whole new demographic of listeners that we don't want. <laughs> it, it, having a title, Money or Nazis, would definitely boost listenership. It would drive probably, the algorithm. Probably get us on some lists. It, pro it probably would. It probably would. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so that's that's what that's what I had on my end. We will have to be perhaps a little more specific the next time we play that game which I don't see it in the rundown this week. Just looking at, oh, yeah. trying to look ahead. Well, well, I, I will just say uh, feedback from Lisa loved money or Nazis. <laughs> you guys need to do this every week. That was great. <laughs> okay. She was also playing along as you do with our games and guessing. She had a uh, she had a less difficult time getting the right answer than I did, so oh, she's tuned in. In a way. Also, follow up from her. Um, I never pick the idiot that she wants to hear because no matter when you give three, no matter which one I pick, I've always picked the wrong one. Also, last week's episode was a good one. I mean, you had the money or Nazis. We had a number of other stories, and there wasn't too much sports. So just enough. Just, there was just a hint. Just a, just a hint. Which, just a, which again, just a whiff, just a whiff well, of sports. Which, which does show, right, that while Lisa at times has said you put too much sports in, she the amount of there were there were sports in that episode, but she was like, no, that's a good episode. There was there was a little, but there was other stuff besides sports. So anyway, and I'll just by the way, I'll just listening back. I was like, that's pretty good. I like that. I like that one. That was that was a good one. So again, I hope other people enjoyed it as much as if you enjoyed listening to the show half as much as we enjoyed making it, then we enjoyed making it twice as much as you enjoyed listening to it. That Sports joke up. was at first told by Dwayne in the halls of Iowa Falls High School, circa mid nineteen eighties. Really? Not that exact one, the premise. I'm sure. I'm, I'm no, actually, that joke is that joke is from Sports Night, mm. from Aaron Sorkin in mm. episode one. Yes, thanks, Dan. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Dan's, Amy delivered the final toddy 
of the year today to Danny's mug. Well, she delivered it to Danny, but it was actually for Danny's mug for best merch. Yeah. T- so we're, we're, we're going to entrust that Danny will deliver that to his mug. That's a mug shot. Uh, oh, God. I, I don't. I don't. Do you want to move on to the next? Normally, I can see him coming. Like, <sighs> that one just snuck up on me. Yep. Let's just. What's next? You want to just move on? Just move on to the next one. Let's see. So we had we got some we got some feedback from Jake on the blue medical tent. Yep. Let's see. Potential sponsors. Yep. For the blue medical tent, Abba V could sponsor it and call it the Vico Den. Okay. All right. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Pfizer could sponsor yep. it and call it the Viagra Hut. Because we'll have you back up in no time. These are all from Jake. They're pitching the blue tent for Rogers again, Troy. Yeah, except God. Except <laughs> if it was a if it was a Pfizer tent, Rogers wouldn't go in it. <laughs> That's kind of true. Voodoo witchcraft crap. Oh, I'm not, don't be I'm not going it. I'm not. I'm not going to be a sheeple like uh, Kelsey there and go into your uh, Pfizer medical tent. <laughs> Uh, and one of my potential idiots of the week also was submitted by Jake. So I don't know if we're going to have time to get to it, but we okay. will find out. Okay. Uh, do we have any corrections from last week? Any- by the way, at the point at the point we're going, and I know this isn't a number, but at the point we're going with some of his submissions, Jake's toddler number may be Matt Damon. Okay, so... <laughs> Toddler Matt Damon. Toddler <laughs> Matt Damon weighing in from the east side of Des Moines. Thanks, Jake. By the way, we were at, we were, I saw, we saw Donna Navon. Mm-hmm. She was out with Wrigley. They were out walking, walking with Todd. Yep. And she was a little, she, she she was, normally they're out sort of out by themselves out on the trail system and oh i'm gonna you know what uh man i'm gonna get this story wrong because she was basically walking and she was laughing out loud and again not not positive it was our podcast at that point but you know well i'll take it she we'll thought it yep. was so there you go yeah yeah and whoever came up hmm yes you know what i'm gonna have to go back to my notes i'm gonna anyway I, I remembered that she was laughing to our podcast. Anyway, so there you go. It, walking with Todd is is still a thing. So excellent, excellent. Yeah. Did we have any? Did we have any? Any corrections? Any? Um, I don't believe so. Actually, no. Okay. I don't think so. No. Okay. Uh, how about follow ups? Oh, we got quite a bit. <clears throat> we, we do. Um, one one of them. Let's see if I can make this work. Nope, I'm not doing that story. You know what? We're moving on to the next one. Uh, in in uh, Oakland A's news. Yep. We've followed Oakland to Las Vegas, or or not. We've you know we've kind of tracked this and made fun of the A's for. Oh, look at this! I I, I pulled up the story and uh, the stadium is empty. Looks like there is a game going on. <laughs> Yep. So I don't know if you I don't know if you saw this. The mayor of Las Vegas was doing a press conference and she was asked about the A's stadium and her comments. Did you see any of this? I believe she said the A should stay in Oakland. (laughs) They came to us. They ask about property. We showed them a fantastic property that is right next to where Two interstates come together. There's tons of parking. It's a perfect spot. It's a perfect location for this. And they have zero interest in that. I'm not sure they're really interested in moving. I think maybe they should go back and figure out a way to stay in Oakland. Now, I mean, to be fair, that was the mayor of Las Vegas. And the nine-acre site they have selected for their stadium 
is on the strip, which is outside of the city of Las Vegas. So it's outside of her jurisdiction. Ah, so there's, there's that. So, yeah. Also though, basically the mayor of Oakland then came out and said, Hey, Las Vegas is finding out the same thing we've done, which is we've offered multiple uh, locations and given them multiple hundreds of millions of dollars of subsidy. And the owner of the ACE will never sign an agreement. They're incapable of making a deal. And now Las Vegas has found out what we're going through. So, yeah, not good. So, yes, the A's may stay. They may not. I don't, you know, at this point, I, does anybody care? Does I really? No. Why, why are we covering this more, more? What we need is more coverage of the financial ins and outs of Major League Baseball. I think that's really what drives listeners. Uh, the reason I put this on the follow-up rundown, though, was the A's are now going to go back and meet with Oakland about extending the lease at the Coliseum. Yes. And as we learned a couple of weeks ago, the A's sent Oakland and the Coliseum Management Company a nasty letter saying nobody else can play in the stadium except for us. Yes. My suggestion to the Coliseum when they are negotiating that they make sure that other people can play professional baseball any professional baseball, frankly, A's aren't professional baseball as has been well established, but perhaps they should make that one of their negotiating points. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. I think that's true. But I was actually thinking like just to twist the knife a little bit. Not only would I demand that other teams can play there, I would say that independent league team gets scheduling priority over you. <laughs> Luckily, I had not taken a drink. Otherwise, there would have definitely been a spit take on that. Oh, yep. home, home of the Oakland Independent River Mudcats or whatever. Oh, and the Oakland A's. And, and when and available. Small, very, very small aerial type underneath. Very, yeah. yeah. When, when available. Yeah. It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. The independent baseball team gets priority. Actually, Taylor Swift gets priority. Anytime. Always. Always. Yeah. If she wants it in the middle of one of your games, we will just cancel it and move you up. That's fine. So it's Taylor Swift. It's independent baseball. It is anybody on a dirt bike who wants to go flying over buses that are on fire. Clearly. It is a swap meet. It is any T-ball organization that can come up with a hundred dollar return of uh, refundable deposit. It is Don't any forget bull riding. Don't forget bull riding. Bull riding. Any senior citizen group that wants to come out and just lay it out on the lawn. And then the Oakland A's. And that's that's the way we got to do this. That's the order. That's yeah. it, it, clearly always. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know why you need to spell it on the contract, but I guess, you know, just for the lawyers. Uh, we haven't done this segment in a while. Um, and oddly enough, we both put it on our follow up rundown. I, I hate I hate that that this shows up in my feed. I just hate it. Uh, welcome back, welcome back this week in Farve, Todd. So, <clears throat> the treasurer of the great state of Mississippi. I, I assume that's what they call it. I don't know. <laughs> has come out and now demanded that Brett not just. I mean, he, so he's paid back all of the money he sort he got for non for all of his non speaking fees. There is, I think, there's still some questions about interest or whatever. But now the state treasurer wants Brett to pay back all of the money that he got from the fund that was supposed to go to help disadvantaged people that he then used and gave to the university to build a volleyball facility. The treasurer doesn't want the money back from the school. The treasurer wants the money back from Favre, and it's like $700,000. 730 if we want to be exact. Yes. Yes. You shouldn't have gotten that money and funneled it to build a volleyball facility. I want the money back. Favre had no legal right to the possession or control of this $1.1 million. Oops. 
the Associated Press left voicemail messages for two of Favre's attorneys, and they did not respond. This used to be more fun when all we had to do was sign deals for him to wear copper sleeves on TV. Way more fun. By the way, speaking of people that want money back, I didn't put this one in, but um, this one's kind of a follow-up of some stuff. We talked a couple of, I think we talked two months ago about the former Jaguars player, front office person who stole the $22 million. That was in that was in last week's rundown on my of my three options mm. for idiots. That yeah. was Jagoffs. That was that story last week. That's the one that, Lisa wanted to hear. And that's the one that came from Jake. Got it. Do you want to cover that one? Oh, basically, the 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 person in the finance department allegedly stole $22 million from the Jaguars and spent $20 million of it basically doing online betting, I believe, through FanDuel? Correct. So, Which is a partner of the NFL? <laughs> anyway. Yes. So, frankly, that's how they caught him. <laughs> yeah. That's how they uncovered that he was embezzling, is because he was gambling on FanDuel. And here's the thing. According to, according to an unnamed source from FanDuel... He was betting on the daily fantasy stuff, and he was legend. This is a quote. He was legendarily bad. (laughs) He was legendarily bad. Which, if you're a betting site, makes you customer of the week. Oh, absolutely. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so the Jaguars sent FanDuel a nice letter stating that the money that he... the 20 million that he had bet with FanDuel was stolen from them and they would like their money back. Good luck with that. I believe this is why this is why the Jaguars were my idiot of the week nomination. Yeah, yeah. I I I believe uh the Jaguars got the same response as the AP did when trying to get a hold of Farms lawyers. <laughs> hello? 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 Anybody there? Anybody? Is this FanDuel? Can we can we get our money back? Yeah, yeah. They're so so no. They're not going to get their money back. No. 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 Jake, by the way, Jake would like lots of his money back that he bet on FanDuel as well. <laughs> you know, given the fact that a couple of weeks ago we talked about how how. <laughs> Oh, hey, by the way, the odds you gave me were way out of line. I want my money back. <laughs> yeah. Don't right? work that way. Huh. No, 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 no. Nope. Did we have anything else under? Oh, Danny well, we had, sent us We some. had one that Danny's found and I had also marked. So now, now, see, at this point, if we train our audience enough, and I use audience, you know, Broadly, if Loosely we train them enough, buried. I have to, I don't have, to, I don't have to start collecting all the feedback. They'll just, it'll just come to us. <laughs> so what was, what was the article Danny sent us? Did he send way more feedback than anybody else? Oh my jeez! You've done your one. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't follow your rules. I should have set you down to sit in the coach's box after the first one. So we don't have a repeat of this. That was that was my second one. You won't give me a second one because then you'd have to do paperwork. That's how it works. If you refereed more, you would know this. According to Lisa, I referee plenty. It just happens to be on the couch and nobody listens to me. That's holding. <laughs> That's clearly holding. I don't know why they can't see it. I can see it. Do you know? No, 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 wait, wait. Hold that. Literally, we're coming to it. We're going to come to that in a minute. Do you want to cover what Danny sent us, though? (laughs) Oh, sorry. Hold on. Did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. I don't have, I don't have it handy. Do you have it handy? It was something about Waymo. Yeah. So in San Francisco, where everything is going great with self-driving cars as we keep covering, um, a group of a group of concerned citizens surrounded a Waymo self-driving car, attacked it, 
and then set it on fire. <laughs> Completely <Ooh>. destroyed <laughs> the taxi. Luckily, it was unoccupied at the time. <laughs> are, and not to belabor the point, but are these the ones that are mucking up traffic or the ones that people are having sex in? Same car. Actually, okay, those, well, most of those are already taken off. This is a different company now. This is oh, a different oh. company because okay. those already got taken off the street. Now, why would anybody do that? Well, it happened to be Lunar New Year around Full the world. Oh. Chinese New Year or Lunar New Year. And as the Reuters story says, a seasoned San Francisco cab driver might have avoided the intersection of Jackson Street and Grant Avenue in the heart of the city's Chinatown on the first day of Chinese New Year. An autonomous Waymo uh, taxi, by contrast, drove towards the cross streets in the middle of Chinatown during Chinese New Year celebration, blocking uh, when crowds were blocking all sides and revelers were lighting fireworks, and then it tried to drive through them. You already had a crowd who was celebrating New Year's that already had fireworks. So really, what what did you expect to happen? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, this this is a comment for exactly one person and one person only. A savvy driver would have avoided that intersection, but you didn't do that, did you? You're welcome, Doug. There you go. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Okay. Uh, do we have anything in tech corner? Do you have your goggles yet? Is Lisa listening? No, just kidding. I do uh, not. No, no, no. no. Uh, on, on our all team call today at work, not today, uh, earlier this week, our CEO set out a challenge. The guts of it doesn't matter, but the on your own time, if you can solve this problem outside of work hours, if you can solve this problem, the prize are Apple Vision goggles. Oh, I like puzzles. Right? <laughs> yeah, we'll take this offline and I will share with you. And if you can solve it, yes, he's licking his Apple pencil right now. Uh, he is ready to go. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's not yeah. good. You disinfect that thing. Yeah. Is it is it time for America's? Go ahead. I I was just going to say, you can keep asking about the goggles, just to be clear, right? They start at 3,500 and go up. You can keep asking me, and every week we can joke about it. I'm not, they're not, I'm not getting those. Now, is Kevin getting them? That's a different question. Okay. Anyway, yes. What game are we playing this week? Same one we always play. That's right. It's time for America's favorite game. No, it's America's second favorite game. Sorry, I got a little carried away there. Apologize for that. And apparently it may be the third favorite game now. (laughs) Yeah, Money or Nazis is first. Dwayne Guess a Number is now second. This is definitely third. Yeah. Something that Todd ought to know. Todd ought to know this week. In 13... Full quarters of postseason football. Okay. 13 full quarters of postseason football for the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Okay. How many holding calls have been charged to the Kansas City Chiefs in 13 quarters of football? Well, I watched I watched some of those games. I know how many they committed. Yes. Or how many were called? You lost track six. of how many were committed. Yeah, was seven seven things they call the carry the carry five. The, carry the one. Minus Mahomes plus Kelsey divide by Swift. Yeah. Okay. So times zero. I was gonna say, hold on, hold on. So my original one was going to be zero. But I'm actually pretty sure 
that my answer is negative three. And you say, how can they have negative three? And, and I am pretty sure that at least three times on a hold, the other team was penalized because they got in the way of the offensive lineman who had to hold. So it was thrown on the defense for inconveniencing the offensive lineman. So I'm going to say negative three. How dare they? How dare they? <laughs> Actually, you know what it was? Mm. It was negative two. <laughs> Thanks, Eli. You're welcome. <laughs> so they managed to through through that. They managed to go through without without any holding penalties at all. Thirteen quarters in the Super Bowl. The all of the regular the last three games plus that fifteen minutes of overtime. Yeah. Big old goose egg. Fantastic work out of the NFL officials right there. But it's but it but but it's a fine. Okay. Anyway, yes, I absolutely, I, frankly, I knew that you would know that. Mm. Not surprised that you did. You're welcome. Do you, by the way, I mean, it's interesting that I know it, but do you know who ought to know that? Yeah. Niners. You, you ain't getting the calls guys. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, real, real quick. At the beginning uh-huh. of Super Bowl media week, somebody asked Nick Bosa, defensive lineman, of the 49ers, what do you think of the Kansas City offensive line? He had a four-word answer. They hold a lot. So <laughs> scouting was fine. Yep. But they, they scouted the wrong team. They scouted the Chiefs. And not, not the, the guys in the stripes. <laughs> Did you notice, speaking of, and, and actually we can, I've got this kind of under what we're watching as a Super Bowl. But did you notice how many extra officials were on the field during the Super Bowl? At one point, when a scuffle looked like it might be starting out, it looked like the Secret Service was protecting the president and dudes in NFL, cheap NFL windbreakers. Yes. (laughs) Cheap. Yes. Most of them with a big bag came flying out of nowhere to break up said scuffle. At one point I counted five. There may have been more that weren't on camera. I'm like, what, where, really? And what was the bag about? I'm assuming each one had one K ball in it (laughs) and one regular ball. They, they just station every five yards. I don't, yeah. yeah. I, holy cow. Uh, do you want to do you want to talk about the Super Bowl while we're on this? Sure, why not? I mean, we're getting ready for idiots of the week, so we might as well talk about the Super Bowl. Ugh. Sure, sure, why not? Did you? How much of the game? Normally, there have been years. Well, there have been years where you paced in my living room during the Super Bowl, right? Well, yes, but not as much as Amy wanted me to. Not wrong. During one of the Bronco, during the first Broncos Super Bowl victory, I, be, I believe Amy's was. How can you just sit there and not pace? <laughs> yeah, she wore she wore a hole in that Forty Third Street house pacing during Bears games. Yeah, yeah, she was not impressed with my lack of overt worriness over the end of that game. There have been years where we FaceTimed through the entire game or text chatted through the entire game. Yes. This year, I believe we exchanged one text after it was over. Yes. I think that was it. Yes. And I've, let's see if I can, let's see if I can find it. Oh, it was with Amy was included. Wasn't Amy included? Yes. I said, damn. And you said, yup. <laughs> that was the entire text chain. That's the end. But that is all of our thoughts of the entire Super Bowl right there. Damn. Damn. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> and then I made you log into Facebook. Yup. Did you have a favorite commercial? Surprise. I don't. 
Nothing stuck out. How about you? Tell me, tell me, you usually come with, uh, you come with like six favorites. So (laughs) this time I I came with two, just two. Amy's office has a luncheon on Monday where they evaluate and rate because it's an advertising agency, right? So she's, she has more thoughts on this than I do. And I'm sure I'll hear about them in the truck later as we're listening, but I, I had two that were my particular favorites. The Dunkings one with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, Jake, Matt Damon and Tom I, Brady. You know, yeah, the Tom Brady was, was an interesting ad. Like it, That was good with here. I will say this, like without Matt Damon, that commercial doesn't land. I'm just going to say, Right. Oh, he was the entire. How do you like them? Donuts. Sorry. You know, when I said I would do anything for you, (laughs) this is anything. This right here. This, this is anything. Yep. Uh, So I liked that one. And I liked the Uber Eats commercial where you, if you remembered something, you forgot something else. And Jennifer Aniston couldn't remember David Schwimmer after 10 years together on Friends. Yes. Yep. And I thought, yep. And Victoria Beckham couldn't, Victoria, David and Victoria Beckham couldn't remember which group she was in. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, for anybody who we covered this last fall in what we're watching, the Beckham documentary on Netflix. At one point, she's talking about how she grew up in a middle class. Uh, she grew up middle class. And David goes, tell him what your father drove. Tell him what your father drove. And she's like, no, I, I was middle. Tell him what your drop. Tell him what your. My dad drove a Rolls. If you notice in the Uber Eats commercial, she's wearing a white T-shirt that says my dad wore. Uh, my dad drove a Rolls. <laughs> no, really? Oh, that's awesome. No, I missed that call part. back. That is a callback to the documentary. <laughs> that's nice. No, I did not catch that. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. My dad drove a Rolls, maybe the title of this episode. <laughs> nice. I have to say the Christopher Walken one, which okay. I don't know what it advertised other than I think Christopher Walken. Uh <laughs> so we went we went to a super bowl no we went to a gathering that happened on super bowl afternoon so it turned into a super bowl party but it wasn't intended to be one and so we're watching we're watching the game and that uh commercial where the girl is ice skating and she finishes and her grandfather's not there. So then they go and they uh, do this ice rink and her grandfather can watch her from his wheelchair. Do you remember yeah. this commercial? Yes. Do you remember what the advertisement was for? I think it's either for an eczema medication or... <laughs> No. I think it was for an electric car. Yes, but do you remember which model or which 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 company? I will say Kia, but you would be absolutely correct. Hold on. Todd gets a bell this week. I didn't give you a bell on Todd guess a number because uh, technically you guess nugget of three and it was zero. So you didn't get a bell on Todd guess a number, but you do get a, you do get a bell for knowing that it was Kia because we had this discussion in the basement. It was, it was a tear jerking commercial. It was very touching, but is anybody going to remember that it was for a Kia electric car was the discussion that we had in the basement because Dave says, Wow, that really makes me want to run out and buy a Ford, <laughs> which made us all laugh really, really hard at the time. I, I will then, say, but by, by the way, on the on the on the commercials beforehand, I, it's amazing that people, you know, you know, companies now 
pay for commercials weeks before the Super Bowl to tease or set up their Super Bowl commercial, which is a, just a level of insanity. And then there's, you know, hey, watch our Super Bowl commercial before the Super Bowl. So you know what to whatever. I did see a headline. I wasn't looking for it, but it basically said, how do you manage to get the Clydesdales, a dog and forget the heart? And that ad played in the second half. And I went, huh, wonder what this is about. I mean, here's the Clydesdales and the Clydesdales. Oh, and the dog. Yep, you're right. Yep. You managed to take the thing that's usually the somehow a tearjerker commercial or whatever. And you're like, well, luckily we got the kegs delivered. No, it's no electric car. Okay, so there you go. Nope. Yep. Yeah, well, did you see... Um, not Well, two things. One, Ryan Reynolds tweeted about how there's a new Deadpool Wolverine trailer that dropped, Deadpool 3. One... Have you seen the new Deadpool trailer? And two, has anyone seen my wife? Because she was in the box with Taylor Swift and she was on, she was on TV all Sunday afternoon. So Ryan Reynolds tweeted that. Has anyone seen my wife? Everyone, every, Ryan, everyone has seen your wife. Yes. Yeah. I will say the one commercial that made us actually like, Hey, for the advertising folks listening, the one commercial that absolutely we watched and then said, this is a call to action. And we, we did something based off of the commercial. Again, there's that Christopher Walken commercial that was just weird. Yes. You get done watching that. And then you're like, you know, we need to watch the uh, Fat Boy Slim Weapons of Choice video again because he's great in that. So we watched that. Now, was that the call to the action of that spot? No, it was not. But did we take action? That's what we did. Yeah. I thought maybe you were going to say you went and washed somebody's feet based on a commercial that was during the Super Bowl. No? Do you know how many people $14 million worth of Super Bowl advertising would feed? I Yeah, I... I am no offense to anybody, but I am so glad to know about Jesus. I had never heard of the guy before that Super Bowl ad. Thank God they spent $14 million letting me know that Jesus was a thing. Sorry. Okay. You ready? Nazis last week, Jesus this week. I'm telling you, we're just rope. We're just, oh my. Wow. Here we go. Oh God, please don't say next week. It's, it's, it's Jesus or Nazis. I, and the reason I say that is that game could be much, much, much more difficult in an election year than money or Nazis. (laughs) What caused this statement or this bill to be introduced into a state legislature? Jesus or Nazis? Well, well, they said Jesus, they actually wrote it into the bill. (laughs) However, Mm, this one's tough. Mm. Jesus or Nazis? Huh. Oh, we are not naming this episode that either. Okay, where, where are we at? We should good, we should get back on track. That's a good note. That's a that's an excellent note. I will remember that. Uh, we should get back on track. Oh, it's time for the Scott Frost. Sweet Lord, somebody call the affiliates. We are definitely running over this week. The Scott Frost Memorial Idiot of the Week. How quickly can we do this? I brought you two. Okay. Story number one. We want it all back. Okay. Which I believe we already covered. And story number two, pants. Okay. Lisa, Lisa, what's your choice? Well, this is what I was going to do, but we've already covered it. So there's only one. Here's what I was going to do. I was going to make my selection and then do the opposite of what I wanted to pick. But the question is, does that actually work? Because if you know that you're doing it by then, anyway. Um, I'll go with pants. I was going to let you choose, and then I was going to choose the other one just to make Lisa happy. There you go. <laughs> Caught at border with pythons in his pants, New York City man fined and sentenced to prob- probation. Uh, Dateline. And he also. Oh, sorry. No, please go ahead. Dateline, Albany, New York. Hello. Thank you. Uh, New York City man admitted to smuggling 
three Burmese pythons in his pants. Is that a python in your pants? Through the U.S.-Canadian border crossing and was sentenced Wednesday to a year of probation and fined $5,000. Not the first time we've covered a similar story. And yet people continue to do it. Yeah. Well, because it's a, because that's a terrible deterrent. I'm just going to say this. The judge got it wrong. Because people keep doing this. Clearly, the sentence was, you like keeping Burmese pythons down your pants? You have to keep them down your pants for the next year. That would stop this crap real quick. <laughs> Calvin Batista, 38, in parentheses, old enough to know better, crossed into northern New York with the hidden snakes on a bus from Montreal to New York City on July 15th, 2018. Oh, maybe this is the same story. The young adult snakes were hidden in the inner thigh of his pants in snake bags. Didn't know that was a thing. Tied to... Sorry. Oh, no, you're talking about snakes down somebody's pants and snake bags. Yep, this is getting good. Sure, let's see where this goes. Tied... Oh, my God. (laughs) Tied to the pants drawstrings. They were discovered by the U.S. Customs and Border Protection officials, according to court documents, and a release from the office of U.S. Attorney. Somebody. Doesn't matter. The Queen's residents purchased the snakes, which were worth more than $2,500, which also could have been taught out of now. $2,500 per snake. Sounds like a number to me, but okay. (laughs) Um, at a reptile store in Canada, according to court documents. The Burmese python, one of the world's largest snakes, in case you didn't know that, is considered a vulnerable species in its native Asia and is invasive in Florida, where it threatens native animals. Last sentence of the article, Batista's attorney had no comment. Mm. And we're out. Okay. The last piece of that, though, is man had three snakes down his pants. He was he was fined, put on probation, and also now has an OnlyFans account. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to my Only Snakes. <laughs> <laughs> you got that snake on camera? No, no, no. Not a snake. <laughs> you may want to see what's in my snake bag? Nope. No, 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 no. <laughs> How about you? Been... Which... <clears throat> okay. Do you so... want... No, go ahead. No, no, no. You got another one? Nope. No, you're done. No, we're done. Nope. Okay. So that was about um, somebody having something extra uh, on mine. This is out of Alabama. Something went missing in Alabama, allegedly. A radio Their station in Alabama. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. What? I said their intelligence. No, go ahead. A radio station in Alabama was forced to go silent after thieves stole their 200 foot radio tower and other equipment from a building. (laughs) Toddler negative 18 sent me this story. WJLX radio station sent a landscaping crew to the site Friday morning for spring cleaning only to find the 200 foot radio tower gone. When a crew member called the station's general manager to break the news, he was in disbelief. What do you mean the tower's gone? Are you sure you're in the right place? I actually use more colorful words than that. Brett Elmore recounted NBC News. He said there's wires all over the ground and the tower is gone. Not only was the, st- the tower stolen, but a nearby building was also vandalized. When, <clears throat> when he heard that the door was left ajar, that's when it really started to set in that something bad happened. Oh, so the 200-foot tower, that was fine. But somebody entered the building. Anyway, since this story got reported on February 8th, there's been a lot of follow-up to this. There is some healthy skepticism that a 200-foot tower could be stolen and completely disassembled and removed without anybody noticing, including the radio station that was transmitting on it, (laughs) until the landscaper went out to take a look. There is also, uh, and this is the part, 
I don't even understand. This is the part where you just go, I don't even what they notified the FCC that their AM station was silent, but they hope to continue broadcasting their program through an FM radio in the meantime. However, they request a temporary authority to keep the FM translator online until we get the AM. But unfortunately, this morning I was notified by the, the FCC denied our request to stay on the air on the FM side. So actually they have to power down. So there's sort of some concern about they didn't want to keep their AM station. So they reported the tower is stolen and then said, I guess we, 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 we just have to stay. But their license is an AM station with an FM translator, not an FM station. Oh, so like this is how to convert to an FM station. Anyway, this story got a lot of play. And then the reaction to the story also like, look, I know there's not a lot going on in Alabama, They, but you're telling me nobody saw this. <laughs> they started a GoFundMe page. Because they had their transmitter stolen and they generated like a thousand dollars worth of donations when people thought their transmitter was stolen. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, also real quick, anybody, if you're on Facebook Marketplace and somebody's trying to sell a 200 foot long, slightly used AM transmitter that I'm just going to assume has Roll Tide written all over it, let the authorities know. It, it may or may not say some assembly required. <laughs> no, it's a 200 foot tower. Don't worry. It's easy to ship. No section is long. No section that you receive is longer than two foot long. Oh my God. <laughs> you, you, you know what? Here's the problem. We say that. And you know, right now, Danny's like, I would love to build that. Like that sounds like what I'm doing next after the Hogwarts castle. <laughs> Gonna have to gonna have to do only parts of it on the dining room table before we take this bad boy outside. That's it. Tower off next week. It's on. Although, although given the stories that Danny has told us, as soon as he puts up a two hundred foot tall tower, um, there's he's going to get notes about somebody in his community is now like, why the government put up a spy tower in our town? <laughs> well, plus the fire truck won't be able to put out any fires at the top of it can't be that's, it can't that's be true. taller than two stories hey guess what guys we either have a 200 foot tall tower or we have 10 20 foot tall towers you decide <laughs> so what did you watch this week uh, i watched the super bowl that was the only thing that i brought i watched the super bowl anything else what did you watch on Saturday, we uh, we made a we made a drive. We drove up to Salt Lake City. Lindsay uh, was in a musical uh, in the cast uh, of Anastasia, so we went to. It was a community theater production that she is in. So we we drove up, and what did we watch? We watched we watched Anastasia live on stage, kind of in a in the round theater sort of. Anyway, so. Oh, that's that's what we watched for uh, for this week. Which, hi, Lin- hi, Lindsay. <laughs> Which, <laughs> <laughs> Which does lead into what I learned this week because, as I said, we had to drive up. So, so it is a uh, it is a multi hour drive to Salt Lake City. Um, so we loaded in the car and drove up, and it was a beautiful day and a beautiful day in Salt Lake City. We saw Lindsay, we saw Ian and Nathan, and we went to dinner, and then we got in the car and we still had to drive back. So there's about six hundred miles of driving that we had to do that day. And I would say normally that should take about four hours each way. However, on the to do that drive, we we have to cross multiple mountain passes. It's on the freeway, but they are mountain passes. And on the way back, it our our Apple Maps, which we usually have just in case there's an accident or something, so we can see if like like we know how to get home. But you know, whatever. And all of a sudden, Lisa's like, it just added forty minutes to our trip. Oh, and I'm, this is the way back. It's dark. I'm tired. I'm like, I wonder what this is. I don't, I don't know. It's a big accident. I don't know. Whatever. Nope. 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 It was snowing heavily, 
but luckily only in the mountain passes. So we got to drive in near blinding snow. (laughs) At one point we were down to 35 miles an hour. And luckily because it's a mountain pass and we were going uphill, it is three lanes wide with the climbing lane. I say luckily because you couldn't see any of the lanes so there was one car at a time could use the entire width of the freeway. Here at the undisclosed location, we don't really get snow. We get like like a little bit of snow, like like it just frosts the cactus a little bit and then it it melts away. Ha 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 ha. I used yeah, to drive really... in snow. Yeah. Yep, you what? That yeah, that really frosts my cactus. Oh yeah. god. I literally stopped for that. I stopped. For Sorry. That. Okay. I'm going to um, have to cut that out. Please go <laughs> ahead. No, that's fine. I'd leave it in. No, don't make yourself look better. So anyway, I, I used to, I used to drive through mountain passes in the snow a lot in the dark and it didn't bother me. And uh, what, here's what I learned this week. I don't uh-huh. want to do that anymore. I'm done. I'm done. I do not. That is not fun. It is not exciting. It is not. Ooh, let's see if I can drive this. I know I can drive it. I no longer want to. So anyway, that's what I learned. And thank you, Lindsay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to stop playing it. (laughs) How about you? What'd you learn? It is Girl Scout cookie time. Okay. Have you bought your Girl Scout cookies yet? Is this something you do? No, no, not. It, it's sort of like, wait, when is Girl Scout cookie time? I don't, February? Is that a now? Anyway, I don't, sure. Yeah. There was a discussion at work in the Slack channel. Hey, does anybody have, anybody have a source of Girl Scout cookies that can, I I can get some. And the answer was, my neighbor's niece who lives in Florida can hook us up and ship them to us. And I thought, well, okay, now we're just transporting Girl Scout cookies across state lines. I I don't know. That's a good idea. I have so many sources. One of my roughing partner's daughters, two daughters. So I bought a box from each. We have three girls across the street. So I'm going to buy one box from each. We have two more girls down the street. So I will buy one box from each. A friend of ours at Amy's office has two girls. You sensing a pattern here? Mm. One box from each. They have for years been $4. Last year, they were $5. And I went, Hoof. Wow. Okay. Well, inflation. This year they are $6. And I thought inflation was getting better. Clearly it's not. But the stock market's still doing well, so we're fine. It's it's fine. It's fine. Well, I'm I'm not your financial advisor make that clear. But given what you've just talked about, here's what I would do. I would take all of your money out of your 401k and put it all into Girl Scout cookies. Because <laughs> that kind of return on your investment year over year, you cannot get from the stock market. Sorry no. about that, Danny. <laughs> I learned. So this week I learned that the price of Girl Scout cookies went up again. And it didn't stop me. Not even close. Not even close. The music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. You can subscribe to our award-winning podcast with visiting scholar Todd Prince, visiting cookie eater Todd Prince, wherever you get your pods. Just search Talkin' in the number two. There's no G and no space. You can check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle, including uh, Danny's award-winning mug. Uh, That's on Zazzle. You can stop by and see us at the Tuba City Home Office, particularly next January. No, 
Don't do that. Please don't do that. Uh, you can check out our Naperville drains if you're in the greater Chicago area. We can thank our listeners and our sponsors, Toddler3187, the Taylor Center for Technology Policy, even though we didn't really do their segment this week, and dj to go Cedar Valley. And their targeted joke. Thank you for them. You can send us your feedback. As always, send your feedback to feedback at talkingtotodd.com uh, and, and any stories for Idiot of the Week so that Todd doesn't have to do any work. We appreciate that. How about that? Look, this this 2% is starting to drag on me. So if we can get, if we can, if we all, if we all get together, people, we can get, we can get Todd down to 1%. <laughs> I've always said you were a one percenter. I aspire to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're gonna have. Did do you want me to say Todd? Did you have something else, or are we good? Oh, no, no, oh no, no, that was just off the cuff. No, I've got something. Oh, okay, yeah, Todd. So speaking of money or Nazis and Super Bowl commercials, real yes. quick, Volkswagen did a <laughs> did a commercial. <laughs> That talked about their great history in the United States that happened to start in 1949. What happened before 1949 with Volkswagen? Nobody knows. Doesn't no. matter. No. no, 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 no. No, this story starts in 1949. The question is, money or Nazis that you start in 1949? Oh, boy. <laughs> no wonder it's America's favorite game. We're absolutely playing that next week. Yes, we are. Yes, we yes, are. We got to yes. find something. Yep. Yep. We'll be back. <laughs> We're here. We are talking to Todd. Maybe maybe we just do a YouTube excerpt that's money or Nazis. Maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's our YouTube focus. As long as we get some AI and we change out our video. <laughs> they don't look like that at all. I know them. <laughs> <laughs>